The church cares, and so does the St. Raymond Anandas Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith. Hi, I'm Ann DeSantis, Executive Director. In 2015, the Mercedarian Friars came together because they wanted to start a foundation to help families in crisis. And that's exactly what we've been doing over these years. Whether it be something to do with divorce, separation, trauma, job loss, loss of a loved one, or other adversities, we've helped so many families get through those tough times through the spiritual works of mercy. We'd love to hear from you. Please do get in touch with us for our services. They are prayer, priestly consultation, podcasts and videos, and programs and events. We look forward to hearing from you. Just go to nonatis.org and get in touch with me. I look forward to hearing from you. God bless. Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry present Journeys in Faith. Now, here's Andy Santis. Hello and welcome to Journeys in Faith here on Fiat Ministry Network. It's Andy Santis. Great to be here. This is our last episode of the season. We've been with all of you since late September, early October 2022. Uh, our third year, we're looking forward to year number four coming back in the fall. And I have a wonderful, wonderful guest for all of you for our very last show of the season. I have Kelly Bro from Redbird Ministries. Kelly, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here today. <laughs> oh, it is. And you, of course, you were a guest with the foundation that I represent, the St. Raymond Onatis Foundation for Freedom, Family, and Faith at nonatis.org. You it, were interviewed by me for our Families in Crisis podcast, and I'm grateful. But now this one is Journeys in Faith, different show, different format. And your website is redbird.love. And what Redbird offers is, is it's a ministry that serves ordinary families who have been in, given an extraordinary cross to carry, and that is child loss. And many of our audience right now, obviously, we all know people who've been affected by child loss at some point in their lives, whether it as, you know, in, in early childhood or even babyhood, and even those people who are in their later years who lose a child. So, uh, so many people are affected by this. Uh, first, again, thank you for joining us. Tell us a little bit about your own journey, Kelly. Yeah, so my husband and I have uh, experienced the loss of four of our children, two um, after birth and two in utero. Um, our son, Talon, and uh, Emma Grace, they were twins. They were born in 20, 2005, um, but they died almost four years apart. So my placenta abrupted, so they had to take them emergently. And our son died at 15 days old from complications from an infection. Um, our daughter came home. She lived for almost four years, and she contracted swine flu in 2009 when it swept across the country. 
Um, and my faith was impacted tremendously. Um, the one thing that I did realize, and only much later, because, you know, when you're living in crisis, you don't really, you don't know where to go for help. You don't know uh, who to trust. So there was a lot of searching, but it's very muddied. The grief over, overwhelms you in, very quickly. Um, having to search and look for help um, is very hard for someone who is grieving. Um, and so I, I, I reached out to our diocese and our, our parish after, and um, there, there was nothing. So I was forced to make sense out of suffering in the secular world. And then, you know, it didn't stop. So we experienced another pregnancy loss in 2012. I lost my mother in 2015. And then last year, we had another loss, uh, another pregnancy loss. Um, there was a 10-year gap. So there's also little struggle with secondary infertility for Ryan and I, but through all that journey of suffering, um, it, it almost destroyed my faith and it almost destroyed our marriage. Um, and it was because, you know, nothing makes sense without God, but the resources and support that was available in our diocese, in our community was all secular and it was without God. Um, so uh, my husband and I, we did a couple of things, you know, we went to a couple of small groups. Um, one was at a Methodist church and, but there wasn't any faith, like really, it really was just like a, an emotional support group. And then we also went to therapy, um, myself, um, individually, um, and all of that was without God. We didn't talk about faith. We didn't talk about God. We only talked about the emotional and psychological consequences of suffering. And it got me to a place where I felt like I had survived, but there was this deep hole in my heart that was just uh, yearning for, for healing. And it's only a hole that God can feel. And so... You know, later I realized after my conversion and, you know, actually trying to figure this out with my faith and with God, that the missing touch point of healing when someone experiences a deep crisis like this was actually God. <laughs> and it was, it took losing myself, almost losing my marriage, almost losing everything to figure that out. Um and then, you know, we went on a journey of like, how do we, how do we do and give something different to our, our people in our church? Because what I experience, I think a lot of it could have been avoided if people would have stepped up and said, you know, that is not how our God works. Like he doesn't will your child to die. You know, he does, you're not being punished. Like all these things that I thought were true about our God that needed to be spoken over my life when the fog of grief came in, when the crisis and the negative thinking, I needed people who would experience this and who, who, would, who were speaking truth over the lies that I wanted to believe. But that was not available in our community. And, um, you know, when Ryan and I first went to our diocese and, and asked to be able to offer Redbird, um, of course, they were so gracious that we wanted to do something like this, but I quickly figured out this wasn't just a, a, our diocese that didn't have this support. Like it was an issue within the church and that needed to be addressed. It needed to be responded to. 
I've learned through, uh, you know, partnering with Divine Mercy University on a program that we're writing that 67% of people who do seek therapy want to talk about their faith, but less than 5% actually are equipped to do so. So I came to the conclusion where I feel like it is the responsibility of the church to provide that spiritual component when people are suffering and to provide healing ministries within their community, because without it, that's what we're seeing in the world. We're, we're seeing a hopeless society. Without God, nothing makes sense. There's a lot of wounded people, and not just with Redbird and grief and bereavement, but there's a lot of people who are struggling, and they are trying to make sense out of this in the secular world with, uh, you know, without God. And of course, you'll get to a point where you feel like you survived, but people aren't thriving. And that was my story. And um, God asked big. I responded, not knowing the whole story. <laughs> but I've quickly realized that, you know, my suffering has a has a purpose. God had a plan. Um, I never, I never, at first, I felt like it was a punishment. He was doing this to me, but I don't see that as as it is now. Um, because I am, you know, in grace. And before I was trying to carry this cross in mortal sin, and then have the grace or the ability to do it. I see that now. Um, but without people that step up to the plate to help, um, that's it's very hard to see whenever you're overclouded by the fog of grief. Wow. Amazing story. I, I've heard it before, but every time you hear someone's story, you there's something new that, that's included. So I'm grateful to you for sharing. And one of the things you said really sticks with me, and that is that without God, nothing makes sense. And so what your ministry is doing is helping it to make some kind of sense, not that it ever really will completely, right? But that your ministry is offering that hope and healing that we all need, isn't, isn't it? And yeah. I think it's just incredible. Your ministry has done so much. Now, I believe it was one or two years ago that you won the OSV award uh, from our Sunday visitor. Tell us a little bit about that too. Yeah, so, you know, Redbird is a Catholic apostolate. We're in the Kennedy directory. So the USCCB has recognized and given us permission to use the word Catholic as a part of our, our ministry. Um, but we needed help with the business strategy. So we kind of had the we kind of had the ministry aspect kind of figured out. Uh, but the business aspect of it, because you have to be able to sustain the work that you do and it has to be strategic and all that. So we entered the OSB Innovation Challenge to get help with the structure of the, the, the strategy. <laughs> and it was a great experience. I really learned a lot when in the middle of it, it's hard to see of all the fruit that that was produced during that time. But we are still using everything, even two years later, with, that we've learned through OSB and uh, all the research and the data that we collected to be able to uh, to continue the work that we do. But so we were awarded $100,000. We were one of um, three ministries that were given uh, this award out of 650 who applied. So it was a, a very humbling experience and it validated the need in the church because um, I think, you know, for once, um, is it, it was exactly what, when they asked, like, 
how did I feel? And I felt, I felt seen because for so long, like I felt like the church had overlooked, you know, families like us because there wasn't any ministry that spoke to the needs of families like mine. And it's, it's overwhelming because I know that's not what Holy Mother Church desires for, for us. But you live in these, you know, this, these false realities <laughs> that, um, that is true. Um, so it was, it was a beautiful experience. We really are so grateful that OSB uh, gave us the opportunity and, um, and we succeeded. You sure did. And I was pretty blown away by all that you've done and then receiving that award and also even the honor of being connected with you as a ministry your ministry is on our website too on our outside resources on the nonatus.org website so for those who are our audience i just invite you to go to our helpful resource outside resource page and you will see redburn ministries there now we do have to take a short break so we'll be back in just a few minutes when we come back Kelly will talk a lot more about the ministry and things that are going on, not only this year, but next year too. See you in a few. Welcome back to Journeys in Faith on this Friday evening with my amazing guest, Kelly Bro from Red Bird Ministries. During the first half of the show, she talked about her faith journey and about her ministry and the fact that they also won the OSV Award a couple of years ago, which is a very distinctive award in the Catholic Church in terms of nonprofits. Now, uh, Kelly, I know that there's a lot going on this particular year. We're here, we're airing this episode in late June of 2023. In fact, I said at the beginning of the show, it's our last episode uh, of the season for, for this year with the summer break. Uh, what's coming up for you for Redbird Ministries? Yeah, there's so many exciting things that we're working on. Um, I, I think the one thing that I do want to point out to something that happened, <laughs> but we're still seeing a lot of fruit is Hallow contacted us. So we have content now on the Hallow app. So a lot of families have been coming to us from Hallow. So I just want to do a little shout out. That was an amazing opportunity for us. And then we have a book that is going to be published. Well, it's being published right now with Ave Maria Press. And uh, that is going to be released on September 1st. It's called The Grief of Dads. And so it's a resource just for our, our dads. Uh, what's so unique about it. It's written by 10 different men who has experienced the loss of a child. There's also a letter from a clinician who is also a dad of loss. There's a section for clergy on how to support 
dads of loss and families of loss. And then there's also uh, a section in there uh, that I wrote on how to support your wife. So it's a beautiful resource. Uh, I don't think it's just for dads. You can buy it for your priests. You can buy it for anyone who is supporting um, a man um, who has experienced loss. Um, men don't usually talk, so they're not going to tell you how they feel. So it's a great insight to their heart so that they can, you know, they can accompany and walk with them. But also, too, if you are a dad, it's a great resource on um, knowing what to expect, knowing how to um, how to journey through grief and and places and, and resources that you can get support. So good That's to know. And, and did you say that book has already been published or it's going to be published soon? September 1st of 2023. Yes. Awesome. Uh, and they would go to, is the website AveMariaPress.com, I believe? I think, I think so. And it'll probably be available, and I'm sure, uh, on Amazon. Also, too, on our website, we'll have, we'll, have a, a, we'll have copies available for purchase. And then I'm sure at local bookstores, because I know Ave Maria Press will get it in the hands of whoever wants it. That's right. That's right. I would just suggest to everybody, please do connect with Redbird Ministries on all the social media platforms and at redbird.love. Connect there because I'm sure there'll be those announcements about the book and the publishing of the book. Is there any, Are there any other events or things this summer or the fall that you'd want to mention? Yeah, so we have our summer soiree on August 4th. And so that is in person in Louisiana. But if you want to support us, we are uh, taking donations and sponsorships uh, from anyone. You know, Redbird has largely been funded by our local community. Um, but we have come to a place where we have, you know, dioceses um, both in around the United States and internationally. And so our local community is not able to fund the growth anymore. So if anybody hears that and who wants to support us, uh, we are continuing to uh, create and implement and train leaders in other dioceses to be able to offer support in person in their communities. Um, we also too have a very um, special to our heart project that we're working in partnership with Divine Mercy University. It's called uh, The Good Shepherd. And so that's a pastoral program. It's going to really come in three components. The first component that we're going to release in this, uh, the fall of 2023, is our workshop. So it'll be available both virtually and in person. It's for clergy and church staff. And it's specifically going to talk about the consequences and the spiritual and both human um, consequences of families of loss and how the church can uh, walk and accompany with families through that. And to look at bereavement through the eyes of evangelization, because there really is a ripeness of people's hearts when they lose someone that they love. And so we want to show them how to do that effectively. Um, so that's, that's exciting. And then our online portion will come after that's a little bit more extensive project. And then the third part would be this clergy support and accompaniment um, that we have a deacon uh, that's going to be walking with our, our priests if they have any, you know, families in crisis that they need um, either direction on how to serve them or if they need resources or, um, any, times, any type of support that they would need that we'll uh, have available uh, for our, our priests and our deacons. 
Wow, I'm, I'm so impressed. I'm sure our audience is too, and in, encouraging them to learn more and ways to support you. And maybe you could talk about that too, because there's people watching this video might be from different parts of the country. Uh, would be a great thing, I guess, to go to the website and just donate there, right? Uh, is, are there any other ways that they can support you? Because I know you want to get the word out even more so, although it's, I do believe that God has provided to, to really bring your ministry out into the open, which is such a beautiful thing, but anything else they can do? Yeah, absolutely. So if, um, if you feel called to bring the ministry to your parish, um, we have both families of loss that are bringing it to their parish, but we also have bereavement ministries that are already established. So it's a great enhancement to what they are already doing. Um, we also um, do speaking engagements. So if they want to invite us out to do a workshop or um, to do any type of support in their community, that would be a great prayer. Of course, we need prayer. Um, and then, you know, if you are in relationship with leaders within the church community, you know, putting that bug in their their ear that this is something that is a, such a worthy cause. We, you know, we don't just support young, you know, young families. It's from uh, conception all the way, uh, you know, the oldest family that we've served. I know locally, I don't know in every uh, chapter, uh, but locally, um, the son was 55 years old and his mother was 75. And so as if the parents are alive, we, we, you know, we serve, we serve the family because, you know, there is a real thing, but once your baby, always your baby, it doesn't matter how old they are, um, losing a child, uh, at any age really, really, um, is destructive to families. I'm sure that you see that over and over again. And even in your own heart, as you said, you felt destroyed, but God, used you for the better so that other people can be brought back to the faith and really believe in God and believe that he cares so much and that he does wish for us to be healed. I think healing is always a daily process. Mm -hmm. We're never really 100% there because we're not in heaven yet, right? Yeah. But uh, but you certainly ministries like like yours really do help to bring that awareness of God's presence and how he can use us to help other people. I didn't know if before we end the show, we're headed toward the end, not quite there yet, if you might have one or two words of advice for people who might have lost a loved one, whether it be a child or someone that they care so deeply about. Yes, I, I think there's this misunderstanding and confusion when someone experienced a crisis that, you know, they, you know, they want privacy or they want to be left alone. Um, and that is true for a lot of cases in the beginning, um, but the church has to respond when everyone else is going back to work and these families are, le are left alone. Um, check in with them. Um, grief is so isolating and that's kind of the, it's, that is the downward spiral. So sometimes we do think that people are doing better and that they're okay because we'll see them doing things in the beginning, but that's not usually when the destruction starts to happen. It's usually between three to six months out um, and sometimes after that first year. So don't, don't just uh, let your, like, don't just come and think that they're doing okay just because you don't see them physically crying you know, or emoting their grief, you know, ask them how they're doing, you know, um, 
I also too, if you have a friend that's experienced the loss, like make a note. We have super smartphones now. Make a note in your calendar to reach out to them on that day. Um, as as time moves away from the loss, a lot of people forget, um, and sometimes we find ourselves years later and no one remembers. And it's just a, a very isolating, lonely feeling um, for your child to be forgotten. And it's not what our faith says. I always think, I wonder if they ever told Mary to stop talking about Jesus's death. <laughs> and it's like, if we think about that, you know, like our faith would have been gone. We don't believe that our children die. The relationship changes. You know, where we have the communion of the saints, our, our, our faith says that we are fully alive in heaven or on earth. And, and our God, our God, I, I know our God does not forget our children. And so I, I wish to see a church that would embrace loss, that if the death was so terrible that Jesus had to die and conquer it, it was so terrible. And so the feelings and the emotions that these families experience, it's not, it's not contradictory of our faith. It's not because it was that bad. Um, but that, that helped to help them to see again, clearly, like once the intensity, uh, roll, rolls away, that is so important like to be, to be a witness to them. Don't rush them to, to feel better quickly. It's not helpful. Don't tell them to get over it. That's not helpful. Um, love them where they are. Um, you can bring meals, cut their grass, uh, Take their mail in for them any way you can help them. That's very helpful. Wow, what great advice. And uh, I hope that people who are watching this, you might want to watch it again, because <laughs> what she just said at the end are really great tips. And I'm extremely grateful to you for being a guest on the show, Kelly. And thank you also for being a guest with the St. Raymond Onatis Foundation podcast, too. Did you have any final words before we end? No, just thank everyone for listening. And if you want to learn more about Redbird, please uh, connect with us uh, at redbird.love. So redbird.love. And then we also too have an app. So you can download it on the App Store, uh, the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Um, it is free and available to anyone who wants to either learn more about helping a friend if you are a family of loss um, or if you, if you are clergy and want to uh, seek some support. Uh, for your families. That, that's a wonderful resource. And I'll keep that in mind myself. So thank you again. And I want to thank our audience for being with us over this last year of 2022-2023. As this is our last episode, we look forward to being back with you in the fall of 2023 for year four. I can't believe it. So thank you so much again, Kelly. Thanks. And Thank you all for being with us this season. We'll see you next time on Journeys in Faith with Ann DeSantis on the Yacht Ministry Network. See you then. Journeys of Faith is a production of Fiat Ministry Network and Patchwork Heart Ministry. For more information about Journeys of Faith, email info at fiatministrynetwork.tv. And be sure to friend, follow, and like us on social media. Just search Journeys in Faith with Anne DeSantis.